0: Observations from Bengals practice, including thoughts on Joe Burrow's deep ball, Jamar Chase, some injury observations. I won't call them updates. Plus, one on one with Mike Hilton and Dax
2: Hill. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hi again, everyone, and welcome in to the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. No Jake Lisko today, but that's okay. We have a packed show for you. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube where more than 16,000 of you have subscribed to the Locked on Bengals podcast. A shout out to each and every one of you, and make sure that you follow wherever you get your podcasts and It's going to be a fun show today because you're going to hear from Dax Hill, a one-on-one conversation I had with him, plus Mike Hilton, the Bengals cornerback. I talked with him in the locker room on Tuesday. You'll hear that. But let's get to some practice observations because we've seen a couple of weeks now uh, of practice. The Bengals practiced outside because the weather was just amazing on Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon in Cincinnati. So if you're one of the many, many listeners in Cincinnati here to Locked On Bengals, enjoy the weather. It seems like it's going to be gorgeous for the next few days. So hopefully that is true, and the meteorologists are right. That said, let's start with Joe Burrow. Because, you know, and I saw on Sports Center they're talking about his contract and could he get a contract done and all of those things. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when that's going to happen. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen by the time you hear this. If so, we'll have you covered, of course, because we always do right here on Locked On Bengals. But the thing that I noticed about Joe Burrow, everyone's talking about headbands and his workout regimen and all of those things. His deep ball was pretty spot on on Tuesday and hitting Jamar chase in stride, hitting T Higgins, uh, found uh, his, his go-to one of the equipment managers trunk found trunk in stride deep downfield. And I I was watching. and, And one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that Joe Burrow was working, Under center play action, they were working on that. So that's something to monitor. I don't think they're going to be more of an under center team. But if there was a one flaw in Joe Burrow's game, I think it was it would be the fact that he doesn't love going under center and turning his back to the defense and not being able to see exactly where the defense is. And that's just something dating back to college. But the other part of it is when you have an offensive line like the Bengals have had in recent years, and it's gotten better was better last year i would say than 2021 and and so on it's improved but if they really trust this offensive line this year maybe you see more of that so just a a random observation not sure i haven't asked anyone about it just something i thought i'd throw out there but his deep ball looks good he was precise and and they were certainly looking and and working on different uh, play action throws one that stood out and i posted these at all um, it, Clips, essentially We didn't do highlights on Cincinnati Bengals Talk like we normally do But uh, we did put the clips together I did at allbengals.com So you can check them out there But one that stood out to me It was a no-look throw to Trenton Irwin Over the middle It was play-action He rolled out to his right And he was looking right And he threw across his body To the middle of the field To Trenton Irwin Might not be nothing Could be something It's the middle of May I'm not going to read too much into it but that's certainly one of the practice observations: is is how good Joe Burrow looked throwing the ball downfield, and the fact that he was working uh, the play action game, as were the other quarterbacks. It's not like he went rogue on his own; might have just been a play action heavy day. But certainly something I will be monitoring and reporting back on. That said, some other observations: um, Lyle Collins was at practice and had a sleeve on that right knee. I tweeted a clip of it. Wasn't doing anything, but was at practice. Certainly. Uh, I, I would imagine he, he did got plenty of rehab work in before practice. No brace. I had someone ask me about that. I am not shocked. He wasn't going to practice or do anything like that. So we'll see there. Um, a couple of other observations and things that stand out. One, Sidney Jones was back working with Nick Cosgray, the Bengals head trainer. Uh, last week the cornerback was out, and this week he, not only is he back, but he was moving through drills pretty well. I like the footwork that I saw. So um, moving well, I think he's going to be just fine. I don't think there's anything serious there. Terrell Basham was out last week. He was back on Tuesday as well. And then just other observations. Charlie Jones was returning punts. Looked the part. It was alongside Kwame Laster and Trent Taylor. Obviously, he's competing with Trent Taylor for the starting job. And I thought he looked as good as you would want him to look. Comfortable back there. And Brad Robbins, had some really nice punts out of bounds, directional punts. And Charlie Jones played them really well and didn't cross the, the out-of-bounds line to, to go field it if, if needed to. And the thing is, in NFL games, obviously there's people on the sidelines so you can notice. It's much easier to notice the out-of-bounds line. He had the awareness to stop, even though there's no one really on the sideline on these practice fields. There's some people, but it's, not, it's much harder to realize where the sideline is fielded all of them cleanly. And I certainly think he's going to be not only in the mix there at punt returner, but like I've said before, the favorite at punt returner, other things that, uh, that, that stood out. Joe Mixon uh, was, was back again, looked good. Chase Brown is someone that I think is, is interesting. He was on the the practice field for about an hour after practice. And, and I noticed him out there. um, So What was he doing exactly? I don't know. We got kicked out of practice, but I'm sure he was working on some things. So you really like to see that level of work ethic. So a a lot of little observations um, that that I wanted to mention and pass along Um, a couple others. Cal Adamitis had a boot on his left foot and was at practice was walking around. I don't think it's super serious, but certainly something that uh, I took down here in my notes. And I'm just, if you're watching on YouTube, looking through Oh, one drill that I wanted to describe just to give you an idea of what practice was like. And I did take a clip of this as well. Like I said, um, with those practice clips, but Frank Pollock had the offensive lineman working the sandbag drills where you hold out a 50 pound bag in front of you. And that's essentially simulating holding off a, a defensive lineman, but they were going through all the footwork that, that they needed to, and then tossing the 50 pound bag and the offensive linemen were getting some good work in. So I'm kind of bullish on this offensive line anyways. I think those that listen regularly believe that. Jackson Carmen was taking those reps at right tackle, as you might imagine, with Lyle Collins out. Jonah Williams still not at practice. It is still voluntary, uh, so I'll hammer that home. Um, and then, yeah, I mentioned Mixon looked good. I, I think he does. I think he looks healthy, so we'll see. We'll see TBD on him overall, but uh, I, I will say Joe Burrow shared on Instagram a Joe squared image. And it was just a picture that the Bengals shared, but he shared it on IG on his story, and then it put it put Joe squared, and it was a picture of him of him and Mixon. So we'll see. But like I said, th- and like we've said on this pod before, things keep trending towards Joe Mixon returning to the team, and, and not returning, being on the team this season, re- returning uh, for the twenty twenty three campaign. Up next, let's hear from Dax Hill, the the Bengals safety, the first round pick in 2022, a guy that to me, I've had to defend, which is kind of weird, but I think Dax Hill is going to make a really big impact. I caught up with him earlier this week for an extended conversation, and you'll hear part of that and much, much more Mike Hilton ahead as well, coming up next right here on Locked on Bengals. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs continue to roll on in the conference finals, and you well, you need to get in the game and get into action with America's number one sports book. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 and bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win from single-game wagers. Maybe you want to do a same-game parlay. Maybe you want to parlay two different games. You can do all of those things, and it's not just NBA. From Major League Baseball, maybe you want to look into the future and see some future NFL bets, FanDuel has you covered. There's no better place to bet on all of the playoff action than America's number one sports book. So check them out right now at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner
1: of the NBA. This Locked on podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting
0: With Dax Hill, caught up with the Bengals safety, his rookie year. Well, it was something that I don't think anyone could have predicted. He moved around, played outside corner, nickel corner, played a little safety, special teams, and so I started off by asking Dax about that moving all around and the benefit going into year two, where he's expected to start at safety.
3: Yeah, I feel like that's like the biggest takeaway um, um, that I you know can take from you know, from my rookie season. I'm not really knowing uh, what I, like I said, what I was going to do, but being thrown in those different positions allows me to, you know, feel more comfortable and allow myself to, you know, be more confident and more fluid out there on the field. Um, So I feel like that's, like, the biggest thing that I feel like, you know, just having a positive mindset about it because, you know, not coming in and, you know, not going it the way you want it to, you have to find that positivity somewhere. So I feel like that's what I, you know, I take away from it, but um I've never um, been, you know, in this situation I have, you know, but not quite like it in terms of, you know, someone going down and, you know, being, you know, on strings, not knowing where exactly I'm going to be at. So um, I am versatile, but just the way it went down, that's something I'm not used to or wasn't used to. So, um, but it was all good. Like, you know, I can, you know, whatever I can do, um, I'm going to do it. So,
0: yeah, I, th- there aren't many. Five star top safety, Gatorade player of the years that get moved around, <laughs> they get put, they get put in the spot. I, I think, I mean, was there ever a time where, and I get it, you're versatile, where that was even remotely a possibility? Was it always safety? I know you played corner some, and, and part of the safety's responsibility can be the nickel, but mm-hmm. overall, I, I you played safety right, and so that was a pretty big
3: change. I felt like it was just really a guy given talent. Um, You know, just whenever I started playing football, you know, I could play offense, defense, um, whatever that may be. Um, I feel like that was more of just how I was as a player. Um, So whatever uh, position that was like on the actually playing on the field, um, it would be it would be like I could play it, but it would take time for me to be get acclimated to that position, you know, if mm-hmm. it's say it was someone else. Uh, I'm not trying to compare myself to anyone else, but say if someone else came in and was at a different spot, not expecting to play a, a certain spot, they probably wouldn't been able to adjust to that that new position. Um so mm-hmm. uh it's just different different perspectives you have to, you know, um keep in mind while you're while you're doing, um, while you're playing football. So I try to keep an open mind and, you know, just have fun with it as much as I can.
0: Let's get into the offseason a bit. I, I certainly noticed the first time I saw you uh, when you were back that you were a little more cut, had, had <laughs> maybe a little bit more muscle. You, you mentioned uh-huh. that. Uh, is that goal number one? What, what are your list of offseason goals? And uh, what are you doing to to add weight?
3: Um. I'm really just, you know, keeping the same schedule. I don't really try to put pressure on myself to, you know, I have to be this this way or I have to look a certain way coming up this season. Like, I just always try to be myself in terms of how I approach, like, the offseason or just working out in general. So I just wanted to do a a little bit more in terms of just how I train and, um, you know, looking, you know, a little bit different. I just wanted to see it. A change, you know, from murky season to my second year, so it was really kind of just I wanted to improve. Um, mm. All in all, like it wasn't like I have to look a certain way, but just really just seeking improvement.
0: What uh, What's your weight training schedule look like? Your workout schedule, like, what 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 do you do and when do you do it?
3: Um, like during the off season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, during the off season, it was uh, so I was in Tampa for about a month, so that schedule was about four days a week. Um, I would train an hour, hour and a half each day. And then, uh, that fifth day I would either be doing some type of recovery or, or some type of, you know, massage, making sure my, you know, my bones and muscles, all that's intact. So it wasn't, you know, a lot during this, during the week because I didn't really want to, um, you know, put a lot of, uh, just a lot of different, you know, workouts. And I just wanted to, you know, make it all, you know, fit to what I wanted to do. So it wasn't That's a true. lot. Um, it was good work at the same time.
0: What do you What do? you do? Like, I I love working out, and so I'm into this. So sorry that I'm peppering you with questions here. But, like, are, are you going in and, and squatting a ton? Obviously, there was a video of Jamar where he's power cleaning. Uh, you know, a lot of guys go into the, the weight room and bench press. But I, what do do? professional safeties do because i'm sure it's different than what the the average person is doing at the gym
3: um i'm i can't really speak for other safeties uh but for myself um i try to just have a good combination of you know upper body and lower body strength um you know whatever i train with a great trainer down in tampa so i was kind of really just on his his schedule and what i communicated with him in terms of what i wanted but it was kind of just more of a um, a focal point of just focusing on my, my lower body. Um, you know, my upper body is always going to be there, but uh, my lower body is something that I've always, um, not had issues with, but knew I could, you know, critique a little bit more on my lower body. And so, uh, that was kind of what that was. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. Leg day. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Body looking stronger than the lower body. So,
0: (laughs) uh, uh, what would just looking ahead to the this season and obviously you're at the stadium training through through this off season in activities and stuff like that right now with the team. But what would an ideal 2023 season look like for you? Obviously you want to win a Super Bowl team wise, win the division, win the first uh, get a first round bye, all of those things. but individually, I know it wasn't ideal as a, a rookie. Uh, mm-hmm. this year it, it looks different. feels like you're going to play much more on defense. What's an ideal season for Dax Hill?
3: I uh, really just competing at a, a high level, um, you know, every, every week or, you know, whenever I was in high school college, whenever I started playing football, it was really just competing at a high level. Um, not really, you know, setting my, I really don't even have goals right now. That's a bad thing, but you know, I'm going to eventually get to that point where I'm going to set goals for myself, um. For the season, but really just competing with my teammates, my new teammates, teammates that came in and uh, really just being a contributor, um, you know, just doing the best I can, you know, for the team, being a team player and, you know, not really just, you know, focusing on myself. But like you said, Super Bowl and all that's good, but really just doing whatever I can just to help the team.
0: Let's talk about some of those teammates, because the secondary just it's getting younger and younger guys i I certainly think you're familiar with let's start with your your college teammate DJ Turner Juan Drago who that, that's like the coolest name ever I would say for a uh, a football player do you call what do you call DJ
3: sometimes I call him DJ sometimes I call him Drago. Um just different names. Uh whatever comes to mind. You know, you can there's so many different things you can call him nowadays. I mean a lot of people did not even know that was his name. They came at me. They were like, That's his real name. Like, yeah, that's his real name. I'm like, you might as well ask him for yourself. Like he right there. Like but he's uh but yeah, he's his name is all over the place around the locker room now. So (laughs)
0: He, he brings the speed, four two six. You bring the speed. Right, I know it was a little. I don't even want to say slower, but it was sub four four. Wait, you run a four three eight, I think.
3: Something like um, that.
0: Have you ever beat him in a race?
3: We've never raced, uh, so that's okay. something you know we have to tune in to probably in the next. <laughs> you know, somebody you think you could. Up, uh, something like that, huh?
0: Do you think? Do you think you could beat him in a race?
3: I feel like I didn't even run my fastest though. Uh, for some reason, I felt slow that that day. It was a long combine, so I feel like I was a little bit slower. But I'll give it to him. Like he's, I mean, I didn't even know he was that fast, so I'll give it to him. So it so should be a good race if that ever happens.
0: Good stuff from Dax Hill, the Bengals' safety. You can listen to that entire conversation on YouTube, Cincinnati Bengals' talk. I talked with him for about 31 minutes. So wanted to give Locked on Bengals listeners at least a clip, a bite of the the Dax Hill apple, so to speak, And let's continue our one-on-one conversations and let's stick with the secondary theme. I talked with Bengals cornerback Mike Hilton in the locker room on Tuesday. You'll hear that conversation coming up next.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: Bengals cornerback Mike Hilton is one of the biggest pieces on this defense, maybe not size wise, but when it comes down to it, he certainly is a, a huge part of what Luana Rumo does, and they have some new faces. Dax Hill being one of them. No, he's not new. He was on the roster last year, but he's expected to start this year, and so I thought it kind of fit with the theme. Let's talk with Mike Hilton about Dax Hill, Tyson Anderson, Chirobe Awuzie's recovery, what Hilton... Is hoping to improve on this off season and so much more. I started off by asking Mike, "What this off season has been like and how important these off season programs are?"
4: It's well, been smooth, man. Um, ha- having all the guys back, um, kind of getting our football rhythm a little bit, and just being being around the guys. You know, it's exciting feeling the uh, uh, football is finally getting back rolling. So we're ready.
0: What's the the value in these workouts and having most of the guys here?
4: Oh, it's big. Um, number one, just starting with our chemistry and, you know, just making sure everybody's um, in line with the scheme. You know, um, new, new guys getting uh, pushed some, into some new roles like Dax and bringing in Nick and guys like that, you know, it's important for them.
0: New guys, it's a new looking secondary. You're one of the guys that have been around the past couple of years during these runs. How different is the secondary going to look this season? I know that's not a question you can for sure answer, but it's going to look different.
4: Yeah, we definitely lost a lot of experience in plays with Jesse and Vaughn, but we, we know with Dax and Nick, you know, we, we got those same type of guys. Um, two hungry players and two coachable guys, and we, we expect a lot of them from this year. But we know as, as, as a secondary, we kind of got to band together a little more. You know, like I said, we lost a lot of leadership and experience, but with me, Cheeto, guys like that, you know, we feel like we can take that role over.
0: Looking specifically at Dax, he had to play multiple spots last year. How valuable do you think that's going to be for him long-term? Adjusting to life in the NFL. I know he didn't play a ton on defense, but he had to play wear many hats last year.
4: Yeah, it shows versatility, and you know that's how you last in this league. You know, being able to be versatile, and he's probably the most versatile guy on this team, uh, especially on his defense. And uh, we, we expect a lot from him this year.
0: As far as Nick goes, it's not just Nick. Obviously, he's a veteran. He's Super Bowl champ. All of those things. Jordan Battle. Uh, dj as well i mean some rookies as well expected to slide in
4: oh yeah man Uh, we we bought him here for a reason so we expect a lot from him and they they know the type of team they're coming into and they just want to contribute and help us win the super bowl tyson anderson
0: is a guy i think that just goes under the radar because he was a fifth rounder they had obviously drafted dax earlier at that same position you sign nick and, and you draft jordan in the third round not necessarily the fifth round what does Tyson bring to the table?
4: Uh, athleticism, versatility, speed. Um, he didn't get a chance to show it uh, last year, but we, we're excited to get it to, for him to get on the field this year and show what he can do. Um, like I said, just just watching the move, he moves well. Like I said, he's tall, he can run. So it's just, uh, uh, just a matter of time for him to hit the field and show what he can do for us.
0: Let's talk about you for a second, because I, I think we ask Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, some of these guys, what they're looking to improve on individually, year after year. We don't necessarily ask defensive players that. So I'm curious, what in your game were you trying to improve on this offseason?
4: Just trying to get the ball more, um, trying, trying trying, to create more turnovers. Um, I know the type of playmaker I am, so I, I feel like I can take that to the next level by taking the ball away, putting our offense on short field and just just being the guy to, 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 to make that game change and play.
0: Is that reading the defense more? Is it punching the ball out? Is it all of the above?
4: All of the above, man. Uh, you, you gotta you got to know – what type of scheme you're going against to put yourself in a position to make plays. And then, you know, the ripping the ball, you know, just, it's, it's everything. So I feel like that's something I'm going to focus on a lot this year is just trying to be, be a turnover monster.
0: Chidobe Awuzie is obviously a big part of this defense. I've seen some of the workouts and stuff. It looks like he's recovering well. What uh, What's your expectation for him c- coming into this year? Because I, I just look like, at him like, oh, he's going to be ready to go. I know that might not be fair, but.
4: No, we, we expect a lot from Cheeto. Uh, we know the, t- the work he's put in to uh, get back. Um, obviously, he's not there yet, but we still got plenty of time. And we know at some point he's going to be back to who he was. And he, he's a guy we're going to need on this defense for us to make a Super Bowl run. So we're excited about his uh, comeback.
0: If I would have told you when you signed with this team that you would have appeared in back-to-back AFC championship games, that you would have been in a Super Bowl, and that I think expectation is to make another run, and get back to the Super Bowl outside and certainly inside this locker room. What would you have said?
4: Uh, I probably gave the coach answer by, you, like, yeah, I believe it. But honestly, I would have some little doubts. But man, over these last three three years, man, it's been it's been fun. It's, it, this ride has been fun. The experience has been fun. And you know, we we've gotten close this last two, but we we feel special about this group we have this year, and we feel like this could be the year.
0: Mike, I appreciate the time. Hopefully, it is the year. Thanks. Oh yeah, no problem. Great stuff there from Mike Hilton, who is. The man. I've never asked Mike Hilton to come on or or do an interview and him decline it. He always says yes. He's always down for it. And uh, shout out to him. Shout out to you for listening to this podcast. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Mike Santagata is going to join us to discuss two guys. Bengals Sands will discuss Miles Murphy, the Bengals' first-round pick, and then Juan Drago Turner, DJ Turner. And it's it's going to be fun to dive into these guys because he's written about them for AllBengals.com. He's watched the film. So the positives, the negatives, the concerns, the things that they could improve on right away in the NFL, we will dive into that and so much more with Bengal Sands on tomorrow's show. So hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Make sure you follow wherever you get your podcasts. And for Jake Lisco, I'm James Rapine signing off for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast.